Thank you for welcoming me onto your headphones. I'm Eddie, and this is The Rollback. And folks, next week we got the final installment of uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond, also the 25th film in the James Bond series. So this week, folks, I'm going to be covering really quickly Casino Royale, his first installment way, way, way back in the before times of 2006, and exactly what this film is able to do. Uh, now, Daniel Craig obviously stars as James Bond. We also have Eva Green playing Vesper Lind. We have, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm sorry about this. Mads Kingsley, McKinsley, as Le Chief. Somehow I'm able to butcher that less. Um, those are really our three main characters. Although, shout out real quick to Judy Dench, who's able to play, uh, it was able to play M, and uh, a lot more of a serious take than she did in the earlier James Bond films. Um, so bear in mind, Daniel's Craig James Bond comes after. Uh, after some controversy from the from the previous James Bond film, I believe it was called. Oh yes, found it. Okay, uh, so Die Another Day. Um, if you've never seen Die Another Day from uh, from James Bond, don't 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 go watch it. Don't go watch it. It's, it's not good at all. And bear in mind, it is actually up until the point that it was released, it was the highest grossing James Bond film ever made. Uh, Pierce Brosnan playing uh, 007 in the Arctic. It just, it, it was not a good movie at all. Like, not, it wasn't a good James Bond movie. It was not a good film in general. Um, and because of the, the the lashing it took from critics or whatnot, and, you know, I, I got to assume some degree of embarrassment, uh, they put the 007 agent on ice for a while, uh, up until 2006 with a reboot, with a soft reboot, I guess, uh, with Daniel Craig. Now, the reboot of this character shows James Bond... Not, you know, when he's at his peak, but more towards the the beginning of his career. He's a little sloppier. He's a little uh, learning. He's too abrasive. He's too quick to murder, apparently. Um, this one actually opens with a really great black and white sequence of him actually earning his double O status. Um, and it's just, it's so quippy, but it's fun. Uh, this more serious take. Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Batman Begins. It's a, little, it's a lot more grounded. Uh, I guess, in the origin of this really outlandish character, this outlandish secret agent. Uh, in addition to that, it also has strong Bourne identity, you know, the Bourne series vibes. Just because of the, the fist fighting, how how action-packed it is. But, like, it's it incorporates so many things that would become standard later on. Like, for example, parkour. Uh, there are quite a few uh, great running sequences where James is uh, chasing someone, uh, I believe at one of the points uh, he's chasing down someone, not in Miami, it, it, it's in Africa, uh, it causes, oh, here you go, a British embassy in Prague. Uh, anyway, just all these great action sequences uh, delve in. Also, again, these fight sequences, incredible, genuinely incredible. I'm sorry, it was in Madagascar where, where this happened. Um... But yeah, so I'm talking about the parts of the film uh, when it comes to the action sequences, uh, how James Bond is portrayed, his his uh, cast. Also, real quick, I want to mention one more thing. Lashif is honestly a great James Bond villain. Uh, he's a banker who helps a lot of the world's uh, criminals. But here's the, he's also uh, like an expert at uh, playing poker or whatnot. Like he's a gambler. He, he has issues. But he's so fucking menacing. And it's not just the scar in his face. Um, you know, they, they have it to where, like, one of his eyes constantly, like, cries blood, which is kind of creepy. But <clears throat> he's very calculating and smart. He's the best kind of villain. 
because it's not easy for for James Bond to get to him to beat him necessarily. Um, now that said, I want to talk about the story a little bit. See, this story is honestly a great spy thriller, you know, and it's so out of it's so out of left field, you know. This banker to the world's criminals um, is gonna. He just lost all this money because James Bond, you know, stopped this thing from happening in the stock market. So he just lost like. I think like $10 million or something of his client's money. And he plans to win it back in this huge casino game, in this huge uh, poker game. You know, he's going to invite uh, nine other people or 10 other people, however many. Um, The Lashif plans to play and win. Two of the people that he invites are, you know, posing as criminals. But one of them is obviously James Bond playing fucking James Bond. Like, they they give him a secret identity and he says, nah, fuck that, they already know. Um... And on the other side, there's a gentleman um, by the name of, let me find it real quick. Sorry, Felix Letter, played by Jeffrey Wright. You're going to see him actually playing uh, Professor, I mean, Detective Gordon in The Batman. That comes later. Uh, but he's also a CIA agent. He's a CIA operative, uh, also trying to take in uh, Lashif. Because they both realize if Lashif loses, he's trapped in a corner. He's going to have to go to one of the, one of the organization's and they can use him to really crack down on these uh, criminals. Nonetheless, uh, game begins. James actually loses at one point. Uh, he loses all his all of all of his uh, money, uh, but Letter uh, decides to you know help him out. He'll bankroll him. In exchange, though, the CIA gets first dibs on the chief. Now, here's the, here's another aspect of a lot of the James Bond movies that's typically been controversial. But it, they do it a lot better here. Uh, Vesper Green plays the Bond girl. Um, Evergreen plays Vesper Lind, uh, the Bond girl. Uh, she's from the Treasury, and she's basically there to supervise James Bond and you know, may possibly stake him in this high-stakes poker game. Uh, typically, Bond girls up until this point have always been portrayed as you know one-note women that he just sleeps with, like eye candy for the most part. This time, not so much. Vesper Green is a lot more complicated than that. Um, she's not there for James. You know, obviously they do fall in love, but they actually fall in love uh, after a while. She's more or less there uh, to serve as another side. She's, she's the lighter heart, I guess, of, of this film. You know, she has a conscience. At one point, they're almost killed uh, by two people, and she doesn't kill one of the guys. But she she, st- she stops him from using a gun to shoot James. And she feels immense guilt over that. At one point when he goes back after playing some of the game, uh, he goes into the... She's in the shower, uh, and she she's still dressed, you know. But she's saying, it feels like there's blood on my hands and it won't come off. And James goes to comfort her because he understands, you know, she just watched a man die. And I guess for her, she's partially responsible for his death. And even if he's a bad guy... She still feels that guilt. Um, and it's a really, like, incredible moment there for for James, you know, to, to be that kind of vulnerable. I don't think he's ever been that vulnerable in those kind of moments or that caring, you know. But Daniel Craig displays in this film at that moment, you know, he is. There are times where, you know, he's a dick. Like, there's no no way to go around it. You know, he lets people die or he, he does what he has to do, but... Again, a very caring and tender moment. Um, shockingly so. And then this film does the, the, the wise tradition of a false finish. 
Now, what you think is the ending is this. James is being tortured by Le Chief because he wants the password so he can get the money, right? Oh, also real quick, props to the storytelling here. They're able to do everything so well that you know everything that's going on. Every play. Uh, there's actually one character in particular named Renee Mathis, who's uh, James's contact in Montenegro. He actually like helps talk us through everything. You know, Vesper kind of plays the audience for a moment. And he talks her through, oh, you know, this this pot is worth everything. Oh, if James can win this, you know, he has a chance or whatever. The chief was bluffing, James lost. You know, kind of walking us through it. He, he's that character. Um, so props to the writing, though. They were able to make us keep up. Anyway, uh, the ultimate culmination of this film is this. After Le Chief, uh tortures James, he ends up getting killed by Mr. White, a character that's reoccurring later on, um, simply because the organization feels like they can't trust him anymore. It's not about the money, it's who can we trust. But James is allowed to live. Uh, now, Evergreen's character, Vesperlin, ends up making uh, contacts with the organization that he was with to give them the money. In exchange, James got to live. And possibly her too, and possibly her love interest that we did not know about. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, now that said, now that said, you think that that's the false finish? You know, Lashiva gets killed. The James and Vesper are gonna go live happily ever after for a while till his next mission or something. No, turns out she somewhat betrays him, right? She traded for James' life or whatever. She somewhat betrays him. She dies. He's heartbroken. He ends up talking to M, and he ends up finding out, okay, it was this organization. She, he needs to go after this organization, you know, whoever they are. Setting up the big picture, the big thing that would actually go over the entire James Bond series. Um, going all the way up to the fourth film, Spectre, and I believe probably the next film, uh, No Time to Die. But we'll see. Uh, that film has not come out as of the time of this recording. Uh, that said... Damn, Casino Royale is a great movie. Honest to God, a great movie to watch. It's a great spy thriller. Action sequences are great. The characters are likable. It's not overly grotesque. It's just a really good movie. And I would highly recommend any fan of uh, spy movies, James Bond, Daniel Craig, action sequences. If you like the Bond series, if you like Batman Begins, you'll like this movie. It's a hero at the very beginning of his journey, you know, where he stumbles. He He's not perfect he's learning he's he's at the beginning of his career it's great and i honestly daniel craig is maybe it's just because he's my generation's james bond but i really enjoy his character um he's 007 is a character that uh surpasses generations you know every generation has one um the 90s teenagers probably have you know pierce Brosnan and fucking i guess and go enjoy him i guess um Kind of like Godzilla, where like every generation has their character. For me, I really like Daniel Craig um, as his character. And I'm really hoping that No Time to Die does him justice. Uh, that said, uh, this film, solid A, you know, and I cannot wait until this next one. That said, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this short episode of The Rollback. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have probably quite a few episodes. Quite a, quite a bit of content is going to be dropping in these next few days on our YouTube channel and on our... Uh, and on our uh, podcast feed. Uh, that said, please like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're always trying to grow the channel. Uh, whether you're subscribing on YouTube or uh, to our podcast, you know, either way, it helps us a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, that said, I was Eddie. This was the rollback. See you, everybody. <laughs>